Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Dietra Colquitt. Dietra is an elementary school principal for the school district of University City. She is perfectly imperfect and thriving. I loved that when I saw that on LinkedIn about you. Nice. You did research. (laughs) I always do research. So, Dietra, oh, my gosh. We are talking at a time where St. Louis is grieving. Mm Um, what happened here in our city at uh, Central, is it Central VP, mm-hmm. what did I see, VPA? Central Visual Performing Visual Arts. Visual Performing Arts High School. And I just, I, I don't have words. Mm-hmm. It, it's sad. It's horrible. As a school principal, I can't imagine what you are going through and your students are going through right now. It is a very interesting time to be in the field of education. And um, last night I was um, texting back and forth with the co-principal in my school. We are in a co-principalship model and just thinking through um, what are the right moves to make. As principals, we don't only take care of kids, we take care of adults. And how do you balance that? How do you um, stand up and be strong in just help people just find some peace in a world where everything right now is very crazy. Very crazy and so much hate. And, you know, you just, it's such a, it's like as people that we can't even imagine creating harm, Mm -hmm. it's, it's so hard for us to understand. And, and it's, it's like, I can't put it together in my head. I never can. I think um, one of the things we're seeing is the impact of the pandemic. People are unwell. And when you spend time in isolation and then you have to open the world back up and practice skills that you didn't have to practice, how you get along with somebody, how do you talk? Those things are, I think, very hard for some people. And then just recently over the last few years, we have begun to acknowledge mental health. So now that we have this new acknowledgement of mental health, we can finally get people help. However, it's years of shielding, covering up, and now you're telling everybody it's okay. So how do you undo all of the, um, for lack of a better word, damage that we do as a society when we aren't accepting of people in the way they are? That is an an amazing thought because we have for years. and, And I think... You know, it's it's well, what's going on. It, it, was there issues with the way this person grew up? W- was this person born with issues? Mm-hmm. And there are parents out there that were like, we were we we told you there were issues. We we we've tried to get help. I mean, I hear this as well. You hear so many different thoughts of mm-hmm. what you know of our or different circumstances that people have gone through. And I agree with the pandemic. I feel like. Um, during that time, some people thrived. Mm-hmm. Some people looked at it and said, "Well, this is what's going to be. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do something really cool with this mm-hmm. time," you know. <laughs> and then, and some people, I think, if they were already maybe a little bit on the edge, this just put them way over. Um, I believe historically there have there has been violence does seem to go hand in hand, unfortunately, with a pandemic. Uh, and so here we are. 
yet another. I mean, this is what it feels like. It's it's it's. There was a time where we could name them mm-hmm. all, and now I can't name all the school shootings that have happened. There's been that many. I can say I was thinking about this this morning, just wondering like what to expect. You know, as we talked based on the TED talk that I did, and then where we are today, and it brought me to the first school shooting that I remember because it happened on my birthday. It was Columbine, April twentieth. Right. So I was starting to think through how many school shootings happened since the time, the one that I remember so vividly, um, to where we are today. Um, and it's been so many. So that, many. You know, we can't count and are we becoming, unfortunately, immune to the point where we're not actually doing the things we need to to, to kind of turn it around. Right. The mental health, though. I mean, I think that for a long time we did. We we're just like, oh, let's not talk about mm-hmm. whoever. Something's wrong, but, you know, we don't really know what to do about mm-hmm. it. And now there's so many resources. Mm-hmm. And do you think that, do you feel that part of it is, I mean, I call it when you see it, as early as you see it is the time to start, right? When something is going on with a child, let's, let's talk about this now. I think it's twofold. I think our understanding of mental health is one thing and then understanding trauma, right? What is traumatic for me may not be traumatic for you. And then as we have different life experiences it's a buildup. So I think that is another area of research that has come a long way is helping us understand the impact of trauma. So it's two different things. It's the impact of trauma and understanding that we're different. And like I said, what may hurt me may not hurt you. And that is not to diminish how I feel. And then we have the whole other area of the mental health. So it's like two pockets of things we're working through. Exactly. And trauma is not, I mean, you know, what's traumatic for an adult is very <laughs> different than what's traumatic for a child. I mean, for a child, the trauma may be they wet their pants in mm-hmm. the middle of the school day, and that that's the trauma. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and and even as an adult, when you go, like, oh, I was just a little kid and that happened, if you haven't worked through that, mm-hmm. it could be showing up in your life in different mm-hmm. ways, you know? And so it's recognizing. Yes. I mean, it, it, it feels like there should be touch points along the way <laughs> with kids of just like, What's going on? You okay? Is there Mm -hmm. anything that's happened that you really need to talk about? And they may not talk about it right away, but Mm -hmm. eventually, you know, that let's open that door so you can talk Mm -hmm. about what's going on. And I think as adults, we're still learning about it too, right? Because I think sometimes we have, um, I'm a parent, so I have to think through like, sometimes in parenting, it's like, well, that wouldn't have made me upset. It's like, ooh. But these are different human beings. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. right. So it's yeah. like, it's so multifaceted. And I think it's amazing how, you know, we get the research. However, it takes us a very, very, very long time to put the research into practice or to acknowledge what is being said is true. And we just have a hard time accepting. And now here we are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's got to be, I mean, I just like, you're going to you're going to go back to your school and like what are you guys doing with the kids right now 
We hope to be a just a really safe place for the students, helping them understand that they are loved, they are important, and they have a voice because sometimes I think students don't believe they have a voice, so they hold so much stuff in. So not necessarily business as usual, but we will make sure kids feel valued. We will make sure that their kids understand that we value them and have an open door. So if people just want to talk to us, we're there, and it's not the old, like, oh, we can't talk to the principal. You can talk to anybody in our school that you need to. If I'm not the person who you feel you want to talk to, let me know so I can put you in contact with that person. So let's talk about your school district of University City. (laughs) Let's talk about the good stuff. What's the awesome things? Tell me about awesome things going on. Union City is an amazing district. I am a proud alum. I graduated in 98, and I would say we are on the brink of greatness. We have an amazing superintendent who has made some really good connections for our school district with the heart first and the head. So we understand that students need to be strong academically. We also know that if they're not well, it is hard to get that done. So I would say UCD is... um, really on the brink of being the leader in like the health and wellness of students. Oh, nice. Um, we have amazing partnerships with a lot of different community partners. You know, Washu is right in our back door. Yep, yep, right. <laughs> we, That's a good um, partner. Have, and I'm you put me on, I'm like, we have so many and I'm trying to think of the different partners we have. I would just say UCD is, um, we say the neighborhood to the world. We are um, perfectly situated where we are close to Clayton, Ladue, Normandy, the old Wellston, St. Louis public. So we are in a situation where we can be um, not a helping hand, but a model of what's all around us because our students really do look like the students in all of those different districts that are right. like their own pies, but they all come together <laughs> if you are a student in the school district of University City. And University City has always been rather diverse compared yes. to a lot of places in St. Louis, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, that's that's awesome, right? You know, we have, uh, you know, as a UCDN, you have the ideal of like the Delmore divide, the Olive yep. divide, but we do all come together when we come to our high school and our middle schools to become like one united family. So it is working through some of the um, similar issues we see in schools that service populations that, you know, need just different levels of support. Right, right. And, um, do you feel overall that are you seeing the kind of thing you're talking about right now? Are you seeing that in education across the nation? Or is it like, guys, take a look at what we're doing and let's get I'll there. I'll say, guys, take a look All at right. what we're doing. All right. I love it. <laughs> take a look at what University City is doing. Take note. I would say so. I think we are, again, in a unique situation where we have different populations of students coming together um, to be unified. We have a one UCD where we've brought all of the PTOs together because there was some issues of equity where some PTOs could raise lots of money. And then you had schools that just had a different population of families that didn't bring that same amount of money in. So we are... um, now creating this shared experiences where all of these families come together to learn, really learn and unify what it means to be a UCDN. I love it. Well, thank you for what you guys are doing. Thank you. So tell me about you, Dietra, as a person. <laughs> you, How many kids do you have? I have three. 
lovely little heartbeats. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. What ages and what's in, in their names, if you feel? Um, a 16 is Chloe. I have an 11-year-old, Demi, and a 10-year-old, Derek. So two girls and one boy. Awesome. And husband is a football coach, you said? Husband is the football coach in the school district of University City. He All graduated right. in 2000, so we are both proud UCD people. Very cool. And how's the football team doing this year? I would say they are, they, hmm. <laughs> Derek, are you listening? <laughs> would you like, do you want a phone call to find out? <laughs> no, they are, I would say it is a team that is learning to come together under a new vision and, and a new head coach. So I would say they've had some growing pains and I don't think their um, on the field score and how they do in their games really exhibits how they've come together as a team. So, you know, the statistics will say one thing, right. but when you see this um, group of young men come together, how they are behaving with a loss in a football game, how they are supporting each other on the field, I think you can see that we are trending um in the right direction in the football games and scores will come as you continue to be yeah, that Yeah, that makes sense. It's a it's a process yeah. for mm -hmm. all of that. That's awesome. Go you city. Yes, you city lions. <laughs> I like it. Lions? Mm -hmm. All right. So you and I met at a TEDx audition. Yes. What was your audition about? My audition was about um, who gets to decide the standard. I, as an educator in what is considered an urban school district, I began to wonder, like, are we really doing what is best for kids based on research that really has really Black kids at the core? And what we do know that within research, it is whoever has a name for themselves. It could be the university they go to. And for years in education, research followed really white males. Yep. And when you think of white males, the people that they were studying most likely didn't reflect the kids in my school, didn't reflect me. So I wanted to have the conversation on how do we get to decide the standard? Who decides the standard? And when we begin to look at research and say something is a best practice, who is it a best practice for? Right. <laughs> yes. And that's been an issue in so many. I mean, I remember one time reading about um, even like the 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 car, the airbags in cars mm -hmm. where it's, it was like men of, a, you mm -hmm. know, the 170 pound and, you know, and you're like, well, what did you try this on <laughs> other sizes of people? I mean, it, it's like, there's more than just white men mm -hmm. out there and that everything should be taken into consideration mm -hmm. and all different types of populations yes. looked at and considered. I love that idea. I love that idea. <laughs> well, thank you. You're just filled with all kinds of great ideas. No, it's but it's important, and it, and and so you're you are raising your voice to be heard. Yes, and you know this is. Um, I love that. I'm hoping that we we are at a time where more and more voices can be heard. They need to be heard. Now they now they we want them to actually mm -hmm. be heard. I think we are in a. Um I think we are in a better place. When I think about the research that is there, there is research that has been there for over 20 years that talks about how you support Black families, how you support Black youth. Um, when you think of pedagogy, we have Carter G. Woodson, we have Booker T. Washington, people who have had books that are really old. <laughs> right. But that is saying like it gives you the blueprint and the framework for how you support students that look like me and it has been ignored 
Um, now we have a new set of voices coming on the scene, bringing light, really highlighting some of the old research and giving it some of the more modern, um, not twist, but more like what's happening now, like right. with our students. And I just hope that we are ready to receive it. But I think right now everything is so um, politicized. Unfortunately, yes, it is. everything becomes a debate. Yeah. And again, what we need to do and what's best for kids sometimes gets lost in the shuffle. To your point, there is so much richness in our history that has been overlooked. And it's time, like you said, let's shine a light on that. There, it's A lot is there. Mm -hmm. It's just no one's really talked about it or highlighted it or it's not, it's not become a part of our, our, what, our conversation. Mm -hmm. So I love that that's being, that's going to, like, let's help it to resurface mm -hmm. in a bigger way. Mm -hmm. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Dietra. Well, I've got questions for you. Okay. <laughs> um, kind of more outside of, of, so this is very interesting. Interesting. What is an Ed Surge Voices of Change <laughs> fellow, ma'am? So I was on Twitter, my social media of choice, and I saw an advertisement for a writing fellowship. And for so long, um, I made myself think I wasn't a good writer for whatever reason because of grammar mechanics. And really writing is around getting your words on the paper. Somebody, they pay people to clean up your grammar mechanics. Um, so it was a way for me to share a part of my story as being an educator and things that were important to me. And that is how I ended up with the topic that I did my TED Talk audition for because it was one of the things I wrote about. Very cool. Oh my gosh, look at it all coming together <laughs> right now. I like it. Oh, awesome. And then let's talk about your students. Um, and you can take this wherever you want to go. Do you have a story about any of your students, whether it's I'm proud of this student, funny story, any story that you want to share? You know, it's funny when I'm asked this story because I cannot ever pinpoint one student. I would think of my journey as an educator, my time um, as a first-year teacher teaching at Fanny Middle School in St. Louis Public, fresh out of UMSU. I'm going into the classroom and as a middle school teacher, right? And I think of all of those students really helped me um, learn how to be a better person. And I wrote an article in the Ed Surge um, Fellowship about how there were so many messages I got as an education student about don't smile, you have to be very stern, and how I felt like I really owed my students an apology because what I was taught to do and what I did didn't uplift them, didn't give them a voice. So that was my first set of students, right? It's like... That is interesting. <laughs> that would be hard to... I mean, I, I, I don't... How can you just... Be, you don't seem like, I am really stern. I mean, I get you have to be stern at your principal. You have to be stern at times. But I don't see that as your everyday, your go-to. Right? <laughs> I, I think um, this is me now, right? I came, my first year teaching, I think I was like maybe 23. So you yeah. have to think I am young. I'm listening to everything. Of and course. hadn't really developed who I was as a person. Right. Or um, was really confident and comfortable. So it's like, oh, you got to listen. Like, this is what the professor said. So this right. is what I'm going to do. So this is the way to do it. I'm, I'm being trained to do it mm -hmm. the way I'm supposed to. <laughs> so I would say those first set of students I remember because they um, were very dynamic. They taught me probably more than I taught them. 
in spite of me coming in like, ah, you got to do all of this right. And <laughs> Listen I would to say, me. Oh, I am the stern. That. Uh, That's okay. <laughs> it 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 brought home the point, so it made sense. That um, students are very forgiving. I will say that. So we talk about resilience. We talk about in- empathy. I think students display all of that differently because they give educators so much grace. Even when we make a mistake, they will be back with a smile. They will be back with the card, the the Valentine. So I think of the different phases in my career. Every every single student had some kind of impact um, to help me be a better person or to help me understand like, you shouldn't show up like that because that's not what is best or, ooh, this was a win. And and also... I'm thinking not what every student needs is is the stern. Oh, no. They need the love, the hugs, mm-hmm. the heart, you know. And I love that you guys, heart first. Mm-hmm. That's how I am. <laughs> I am heart first. <laughs> it's it's the way of, it's the way to be mm-hmm. I, in many ways. Um, so my podcast focuses on kindness. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just, everyone I have on has, is just like, I am kind. I mean, look at you. Be a nice human. That is what that is that is what your sweatshirt is, mm-hmm. says today, which I just love. So, any top of mind kindness, whether it's something you witnessed, received, you gave, let's talk about kindness. Hmm. Kindness, I think, can look very different. I think kindness is the smile you give to the stranger who you don't know, because that smile is something that could pick them up. The hug, you know, we're coming back from COVID and people are like, oh, are we touching? But some people need that, right? Yeah. So it's me being in connection with you, knowing what you might need at that moment. Being kind could be the silence that just needs to be in the room so things can fall and people have time to, you know, think. When I think of kindness, I just think it is kind of like, We know, we've learned since kindergarten, it is the way that we should show up. It's just not always what we're modeling because we think kindness is this one size fits all. I like that idea. (laughs) What kind of kindness do you need right now? Mm -hmm. You know? Well, Deetra, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. And thank you for being a principal at a school at this time and doing what you're doing. Thank you. It's important stuff. Thank you very much, ma'am. Thank you. And for everyone out there that's listening, um, this is Mishmash. So be kind and send, I'm going to (laughs) cry. Just send lots of great thoughts to St. Louis right now. Yes. We need it. And um, yeah, sad. Okay. Love you all. Bye. Bye.